Hello, hello. Welcome back to the podcast. I have such a deep, um, <laughs> confusing topic to go over today, as you can see from the title. So a little backstory. I am a 4-6 self-projected projector. And I actually tend to have a lot of other 4-6 people find me, which I think is really neat. Um, I also have a couple 4-1s and other people who have 4s in their profile, but usually it's in the conscious number, so either 4-6 or 4-1. So I understand. <laughs> I understand how confusing being this profile is or having a 4 in the conscious profile is, especially if you do not have a dominance of fours in your personality, mind, conscious definition. I personally only have two in my conscious definition. That's the sun gate and the earth gate. Those are the only two fours that I have in my entire profile, other than one other one that's in my Pluto of the unconscious, which is just so crazy to me because it makes me really not feel connected to being an actual four. And I just figured it out this morning in meditation where I feel this four energy. So we're going to get into that. And yeah, there's just, there's so much good stuff that we need to go over. So if you are confused and you have a love-hate relationship with your profile as a 4-6 or even as a 4-1, hi, welcome to the club. It took me forever, forever to find anything written about a 4-6, about being a 4-6 profile by somebody who is actually a 4-6 profile. And this was very frustrating to me because... It's, it's the same thing about being a projector. There's a lot of people who are projectors, but they don't always talk about what it means to them to be a projector. And that's just hard because you're learning it from somebody else's knowledge, not from experience. And I completely understand if some people learn better through the knowledge part. However, for me, I need to know how to implement what I am, who I am, what I'm doing, all of these other things, like what I'm learning. If I don't implement it, it means nothing to me. So not, not knowing anybody, not seeing anybody, not hearing anybody talk about how they are a 4-6 and what it means to them and what it actually feels like is frustrating as heck. So let's see, I've been in my human design experiment, experiment now for probably about a year and a half to two years almost. And this, I literally just found somebody talking about being a 4-6 projector. And I was blown away. Um, her name is Lenny. And I think the website is like the Karma Kokoro. I don't know if I have that correct. But there's only like one or two articles that she's written about it. And it was very early or very late in 2020 that she wrote it. And it's 2021 right now. So I don't know if there's much else or if she will ever talk about it again, but I really appreciate that she has written about this because it made me feel like I was just validated on everything I was already feeling. Because I'm sorry, I understand some people feel certain ways, but projectors cannot see ourselves. 
Projectors are so good at seeing other people that when they see themselves, it doesn't make any sense. So we learn through discovering other people and reading things about other people so that we can then analyze about ourselves or we can get feedback from other people about who we are and things like that. So there's that. Anyways, let's get back to the four, six thing. So it took me forever to find anything written on what it meant to be a four, six profile. And I have to say part of it was triggering for me. And the other part was at least comforting to know what I'm up against, what it is, (laughs) what it means. So as a four, six myself, I have never really connected with the four part of my profile because it's, I only have three activations being a four in my entire chart and I have nine sixes, half and half, well, pretty much half and half in the conscious versus unconscious sides. I have six threes in my conscious and unconscious sides. And then everything else is like three or two of each number and that's it. But my most um, prevalent, my dominance is six and threes, which that feels totally correct for me. So if you are the same way, if you have a profile number, whether or not it's your conscious or unconscious profile number, if you do not feel connected to that one, it might be because you have a dominance of different numbers in your profile. But you still will have the main theme of your profile number overall. And I didn't really know exactly how this fit into my life until I read this Lenny's um, article about it. And again, it was something that I analyzed and I could have theorized about, but I didn't know for sure. And now I do. And after meditating this morning, it just clicks so much more because I can see it in myself now. So the four is all about relationships. The four learns about itself through relationships, through who your friends are, what experiences you have with other people, the right people for you, the wrong people for you. It's all about other people. Even though it's a personal karma to be a four, six, you still have transpersonal numbers. And I didn't know how that worked before, but I do now because It's true that I learn about myself through other people. So being a 4-6, you learn about yourself through other people. Even though you're still meant to focus more on yourself, you still learn about yourself more through other people, especially being a 4-6 or 4-1. If you're a 4-1 and you're listening to this, the 4-1 is more about, again, people, relationships in your conscious but you're also using the information that you come across, that you learn through your experiences, through your body more so, you're using that to help other people. This doesn't mean that you have to use it for yourself. You can literally just take the information that you've learned and help it help other people apply it. But the four, no matter where it is in your profile, the four is all about relationships. The four needs its own people. Most of the time we are called the networkers. I think that is an incorrect way to describe it. I think we are people who are networked with because we are not here to build our network 
it's actually incorrect and we will find it very draining to try to build our own network. However, networks will find us. When you meet somebody, when you come in contact with them and let's say you build up some relationship, let's say you go to the coffee shop and you just start talking to somebody because that's who you are. You like to talk to people or you see somebody, I don't know, you comment on, give them a compliment, comment on what they're wearing or say, ask like what they got to drink for a coffee shop. Who knows? Whatever it is that you decide to say or if somebody says something to you, either way, you're in a conversation. Those people will bring you their networks. So it's not that you are networking to network. It's that other people are coming to you as the networker. So they are the networkers that are coming to you. They're like scouts, like talent scouts that are coming to you. They don't know who you are yet. But when you're in the correct energy, when when you're in the correct place and you're in the correct energy... You are already energetically showing you have things to offer and they see that, they come to you and they network with you. Hopefully that makes sense. Little side note, I used to say that I always say, hope that makes sense because I'm an INFJ in the MBTI, um, Myers-Briggs personality test. I actually just retook the test and I think it's really interesting to see the different nuances of how before I deconditioned, I was an INFJ. After I deconditioned, I'm an INFP, or through my deconditioning. I can't say that I've fully deconditioned yet, but I'm tracking it through my process, and I just think it's really neat to see that. So I wanted to point that out in case anybody wants to possibly do that themselves too. So back to this. So the four needs its people, but it also, more importantly, it needs to release the people who are not for it. When you go through your life, you will come in contact, especially as a six, you will come in contact with a ton of people who are not correct for you. You will come in contact with some that are correct for you, and they will be with you, you know, for as long as they're meant to. But you will draw to you a lot of people just by being, because technically you're a 4-3 in your first 30 years of life. And you're bumping into all these people that are incorrect for you. So in those first 30 years, it's really disheartening for me. It was very disheartening to constantly find people that would use me for my energy, that would talk bad about me, that would just completely disregard who I was as a person and use me for validation themselves because they wanted to be seen. There are so many different ways that other people will come in contact with you for their own reasons. And that's not necessarily bad. It's just don't get too attached to those people because you will need to release them in order to see your own success. And this is one of the hardest things that a four ever has to do because of the fact that we love people. We love being there for people. A lot of the times we're people pleasers. We don't like conflict. We don't like having to leave relationships. We don't like having to leave friendships. We don't like having to do anything that hurts another person because especially if you're a four projector, that hurts and you see that hurt and you feel that hurt. 
also depending on where your openness is. However, it is still... Wait, sidetrack a little bit. I thought it was funny that in this article that Lenny wrote, she had said that fours are really good, I think, at ghosting. <laughs> and I see this in myself because I do this. I have legitimately, like, even in my own childhood, when I had conflict with certain key people in my lives where I was living, I literally packed up my shit and left and didn't say anything. So, <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Was it the best decision? No, but it was what it was and I did what I did. So either way, and now I'm at least aware of the fact of that's my pattern. So I have changed it since then. But how do you know that these people are not correct for you? I want you to objectively ask yourself or even ask somebody that you truly, truly trust. Like you will know energetically when you vibe with someone so deeply that you can come to them with anything. These are going to be your absolute best friends or like the people that you absolutely know will be honest with you, even if you don't know them super personally. So either way, so these are the questions that I want you to ask. Are they seeing me? Because you see other people a lot as a four. You see other people very deeply. You care about people very deeply. But do they see you? Not just for the fact that you care for them, but for who you are, what your genius is, anything about you that you love, do they actually see you? And then I want you to ask, do they love me the way that I want to be loved? This is a very important one as well. Because for me, I actually, I just released like pff, three or four friendships in the past year, which I'm 27 now, I'm coming up on my Saturn return very soon. So it's, it's pressurizing all of these relationships to get out. So I just released three friendships in the last year, which was very painful for me, not necessarily for the other person, which I thought was very, um, either way, <laughs> it was just very interesting to watch. But do they love me the way that I want to be loved? I want you to look at how you want to be loved first. How do you want someone to show you that they love you? Is it checking in with you every other week or checking in with you, asking you how you're doing? Is it making plans with you and sticking to them? Is it getting you gifts? I mean, if you know what your love language is, this is a very good um, compass point. It's a very good point of figuring out how you want to be loved. And I would take your top three um, love language love languages as well, because the top two, there's usually two that are pretty prevalent, but sometimes three as well. For me, it's gifts, quality time, and words of affirmation. So for me, I want people to, I mean, gifts is not just about receiving expensive things. I want things that are comfortable. I want things that people put thought into because they know me. Again, this goes back to the first question, are they seeing me? Gifts is how I really know if somebody is thinking about me and getting me something that represents me. So one of my best friends and probably my best friend, she gives amazing gifts. And 
She's given me scarves. I love scarves. She's given me blanket scarves. She, she got me the first blanket scarf I ever owned. And it was comfy and cozy and just representative of everything that I want in my surroundings. I'm a Taurus. I'm very, like, I'm a Taurus sun and a Virgo rising. So I am very, like, material things. I love earthly, like, I just, I love being in nature, around the earth, these different things. So I like being very warm and cozy and, like, feeling like I'm in my body. And she knew this. And she came up with getting me a blanket scarf on her own. That is an amazing gift from somebody who truly sees me. So I know that she loves me the way that I want to be loved. And she checks in with me. So that's my other ones. Words of affirmation. She always texts me and checks in with me and asks how I'm doing. I mean, it could be a week, a two weeks. But either way, she's generally checking in with me. And then I reach out to her when I want to hang out. And quality time is one of her love languages. And it just works very beautifully in this way. So I want you to really look at what it, how do you want to be loved? What shows you that you are loved in the way that you want to be? And do these people love you the way that you want to be loved? Okay, take a second, let this sink in, and we'll be right back. Okay, so let's, let's move on to the line six for a second. So as a four, six, the line six spends its first 30 years as a three. And this will be a lot of trial and error, mostly finding errors. And this is so crucial to know as a four, six, when you are younger, if you didn't know this, when you were younger, this probably explains why you felt a certain way when you were younger. Me as a four, six. I have jumped from job to job to job to job and from house to house to house to house. I've lived all these different places. I have found so many different things that just did not fit who I am or what I wanted. And I needed to experience that in order to find that out as a six. But it did still hurt when I felt like I was failing. So I want you to know that failing is not real. And this is something that I work through every day because fear of failure is a huge thing for me, especially as a 4-6. But failing is something that scares me shitless because I don't want to, I don't want this to be my entire life. And I'm sure that is probably how some other people who are sixes feel. (laughs) But being the six, so after you're doing all of this, this is all for a purpose. It really is because you live, it's like you live a whole entire life from let's say zero to 90 (laughs) when you're in your first 30 years. So when you get to 30 years old or your Saturn return, you step into the reflecting stage, the stage of introspection and just analyzing what the hell just happened. And it's very interesting to see how certain things worked out for you, how certain things didn't, but you're analyzing all of the different lessons that you've learned, all of the different areas and things that you have learned through and figured out and trialed and erred. And you're also doing this for everyone else who has come into your life as well, especially if you're a projector. 
because again, projectors learn the best through other people and, you know, it's easiest to analyze how you are different from other people when you're looking at other people. So after you're doing all of this, you are a role model no matter what throughout your entire life. But when you get to the third stage of being a six, I want you to be very, very aware of what you do. Not because you're telling people to do anything, but because just by being yourself, just by being a four six, you are going to have so much influence on everybody in your environment, on everybody that's around you, that they will automatically subconsciously mimic what you are doing. And you've probably seen this or witnessed this when you were younger. If, let's say, I don't know, you went to school and you wore something different that day. I think um, Lenny was talking about how when she was in college, she wanted to dress up a little bit nicer for college class. And less than a week, two weeks, everybody else was dressing up a little bit nicer too. And this was when she was at her college age. She had already seen the kind of impact that had. It's not that she told people to do it. It's not that she told anyone why she did it. They just automatically started doing it too. So you're already being this role model as you are moving through life. People are noticing. People are watching you. People are inspired by you. But when you finally step into that full role model stage, it is very imperative that you are living the exact values that you want other people to notice or that you would want to see in other people. Because not only is it affecting you, but it is now affecting everybody who sees you. And everybody sees you. (laughs) So, no pressure, but at the same time, it is too. And when you get closer to this age, when you get closer to this time, you will start feeling the massive responsibility that this is. But this is part of being the regal authority. Think about how the queen has to act in England. There's a certain way that she presents herself because she knows that she is somebody that other people look up to because of her status. As a 4'6", this is you. No matter what your actual real-life quote-unquote title is, this is you. This is your energy. You are a regal authority and people are going to want to be acting the same way that you do because something just feels better about that. So I want I want you to just know that this is where you're heading as a 4-6. And to me, this actually makes me feel better about being a 4-6 because I know that, I mean, as, <laughs> as that 6 still in the first 30 years of life, I'm like, God damn, like, when's it going to end? Jesus, like, I'm so tired of this, you know? And this is also the part of life where when the when the four six goes into the introspection the reflection stage you can either enter this very very bitter or you can enter this with some optimism i am consciously trying to stay in optimism and i'm releasing my subconscious pessimism because i don't want it to be fully bitter and for me learning about all of this makes it so much so much easier for me to release the bitterness because 
this is just how it is. This is what I'm here to learn. This is what my soul wanted me to learn. And it's all for a purpose. I don't know what that purpose is yet, but I know it's for a purpose. So I want you to take solace in that same fact that that is what is happening for you as well. So one more thing that I wanted to touch on. Being a 4-6 as an entrepreneur. I have been an entrepreneur for two to three years now, and it has been a fucking struggle. I seriously, it's insane how many times I've had to pick myself up from like depression, anxiety, just so much sadness and despair about being an entrepreneur as a 4-6 because nobody talks about this. Nobody talks about how a 4-6 is supposed to be an entrepreneur. So throughout this entire process so far, it has been so freaking hard for me because there are so many different streamlined strategies that everybody tries to say, oh, do this, oh, do this, oh, do this, oh, do this. But none of those, none of those are correct. So I'm going to go over a few of the top things that will work for you as a 4-6 and a 4-6 projector if you are a 4-6 projector too. So (laughs) let's get into that. So being a 4-6 in entrepreneurship is hard at the beginning, but it's not impossible. It's going to be so much easier if you step in and use these principles first than if you try to do everything else. But knowing you as a 4-6, you might have already been doing this. (laughs) So I feel you on this. But there's a light at the end of the tunnel. So remember that I said, don't attempt to build a network. For instance, being on social media, do not do cold calling, cold DMing, like algorithm strategies, whatever it is, these things will not work for you if your intention behind it is to build a network or to sell things. I know that that seems counterintuitive, but it's true. The more you try to be seen and liked by other people, the less you will be seen and liked by other people. I know this is a harsh truth, but it's going to save you so much freaking time and hopefully take away a lot of the bitterness that I have felt through my own journey. (laughs) So your network will build itself when people can see and recognize your genius and that makes them want to connect with you. For instance, well, point number two more so, focus on putting your own genius out there. Whatever that genius is, If you don't know what that is yet, I do have a Find Your Purpose Masterclass, but that's neither here nor there. But if you're not sure what it is, that's a good place to start. But focus on putting your genius out there for others to see and find you. Because you are not trying to find people, you are allowing people to find you. It's the same thing as if you were to network with somebody in, I don't know, like your daily life what we talked about at the very beginning. When you're out at that coffee shop, somebody comes to network with you, not you going to network with them. It's the same thing online. Somebody is going to come to you to network with you, not you going to network with them. If you try to push and force and network with somebody, 
They will not see you or hear you or want to. It will save you a lot of time. And over time, when you have these things out there, when you have your genius out there for the world to see, for the world to find, your correct people will find you. It's just a matter of patience. And this is one of the hardest things as a 4-6 or as a projector, because we want to have that influence, because we are destined for it. Think about it. We are, we are absolutely destined to be a role model, to be the regal authority. So the entire entirety of our lives, we have this underlying theme of wanting to help influence people because we know it can be that helpful. On some subconscious level, energetically, we know that is what we're meant for. And that's what puts the pressure of trying to find it early on. But have patience. People will come. I know that a lot of people will say, you know, like, if you build it, they won't come. Like, in the entrepreneurship world, if you build it, they will come. That's the original quote. But they say in entrepreneurship that that is incorrect. I disagree for being a 4-6, especially a 4-6 projector. If you build it, and it's findable, <laughs> they will come. So how I do this right now is podcasts, obviously. If you're listening to this, hello, you found me. <laughs> and blog posts and Pinterest. I've used the search engines that are out there, and I'm putting what I do, what I say, what my genius is out into the world so that literally anybody can find me at any moment. And that is the power of being a 4-6. That is the power of being a 4-6 projector. It is automatically magnetic when you are not trying to have other people find you. Again, I know it sounds counterintuitive, but very, very helpful for anybody who is trying to be an entrepreneur as a 4-6 <laughs> or a projector. Because this works for any projector as well, no matter what your profile is. And then for social media, like you could also use this for like TikTok or, you know, other platforms that are searchable where it gives you a very good amount of time for people to find you. So I find that generally Facebook groups tend to be better. Um, TikTok, Reddit, Twitter, Tumblr, you know, many different platforms that are more searchable. And you can still use hashtags and things like that. Just don't try to base all of what you're doing on having people find you. It needs to come, like your genius needs to come out naturally from you without needing to be seen by other people. And then it will be seen by other people. So then back to social media. There's a lot of people on social media that will try to network with you for the wrong reasons. Not because they see you, but because they want people to network with them. This is like the cold DM strategy that a lot of other people use, or a good handful of other people use. I won't say a lot. And this is also people who will follow you so that you follow them. You'll find this by people who like maybe three of your photos and then they'll follow you. This is because they immediately want you to go and look at their profile and follow them back. These people are not recognizing you. And this is a very harsh thing to come to terms with as well. I've had to. And I actually had to go through recently and release 
all of these people. I think I went from over 350 followers to 50. (laughs) Because it was just hurting my own algorithm. It was hurting the ability for the people who actually want to hear what what I have to say, what I want to say. And it was making me getting lost in the crowd. And it made Instagram feel like, oh, these aren't good things. So I'm not going to push it to any more people because the people who are following me aren't interacting. So this is why I personally keep a very low count of followers on any of my platforms. Because to me, I would much rather have seven people that are interacting and getting something from who I am and what my genius is than seven million people who couldn't give a shit. So two very different ways of looking at it. But again, as a four, six entrepreneur, the correct people around you is what is going to give you your success. This doesn't mean that you are seeing people as transactional. This means you care about the people who are in your community because these are your people. These are your amazing people who love you, who understand you, and who actually see you. And in a sense, this gives you so much more connection, so much more love and appreciation and validation and like warm, fuzzy feelings than having tons and tons and tons of followers. Because it's not the same. Because they don't connect with you the same way. It's like every person that networks with you becomes a friend. And that's amazing because you are you have your correct people now and it feels so much better, so much lighter and you didn't have to do anything differently. All you had to do was be you. Wouldn't you rather have that? So those are my top three tips on being a 4'6 entrepreneur. Um, don't attempt to build a network. It will build itself when your people recognize your genius and want to connect with you. Focus on putting your genius out there without getting anything in return because, again, we already talked about it. And number three, release the people that aren't truly seeing you on social media. Those are the top three tips of being a 4-6 entrepreneur. (laughs) So this is the absolute love-hate relationship of a confusing profile of the four six. And I guarantee you that I will make so much more content about this because I just, I don't see anybody else doing it and I'm learning every day. So if anybody else who is a four six who wants to talk about this, please, please do. Especially if you're a four six projector. We need so many people who are talking about it because there are so many others who aren't and who don't know what to do Like all of us, when we're first beginning, you have a voice. You have something to say. So I'm going to get off my soapbox now. (laughs) Thank you for listening to my rant. And I will see you next week. 